It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Every Tuesday and Thursday, Newcastle Casino has earned 20, get 20 from 10A to 10P. I love the OTB at Newcastle Casino. Uh, nice, quiet, away from everything. And oh, by the way, they've got 14 table games to take care of you, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat, plus the Front Row Sports Bar. Great crew inside there, located at Newcastle Casino. Monthly drink specials for you. Big story number five. Number five. Sooner squeaked one out last night. Fall ball. The Oklahoma Sooner softball team held on for a 37-0 win over North Central Texas. Sooners pounded out 32 hits, um, four home runs, and – Wait, four, four, home, four home runs? They scored 37 runs in the game? Oh, oh, my goodness. How many hits did you say they had? 32. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're so awesome. Uh, and they, they not only shut out but threw a no-no against North Central Texas. Kirsten Deal, S.J. Guerin. Peyton Monticelli, Kelly Maxwell, and Nicole May were all solid. Now you get the North, uh, you get the battle series tomorrow night, six o'clock on ESPN Plus. Uh, but they will not have the Monday game against Seminole State. So you get one, two, three, four of the next five, four of the five fall games on TV. Big story. Oh, wait, hold on. Also last night because Matt Mott's our guy. Tough one for the OU women's soccer team. As they lose to a very, very good BYU team by final score. I think 2-0 was the final score that I saw. Just want to double-check that quickly. Yeah, 2-zip was the final score last night. They, uh, they'll look to get back on track in Stillwater against Oklahoma State on Mondays. The Sooners, against the kind of what we thought might happen this year, against the really good teams, it's going to be a struggle as they continue to build. Uh, BYU is one of the best teams in the country. Number so. eight? And they fall two zip. Where do they have Texas Tech? Uh, number six. Texas Tech's really good. Soccer, women's soccer rankings. How about that? Uh, welcome to Big 12 Nation. I'm Chris Plank. Let's talk some Texas Tech soccer. It's one of my shows I'm doing now. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Monday at 7 o'clock in Stillwater. And then it's the Big 12 Championship. The regular season finale at home at John Crane Field. All right. Um, I think that's good. Anything else we need to get to? I don't think so. OU-wise? Got basketball tickets that are on sale right now, Soonersports.com slash tickets. Yeah, coaches poll dropped yesterday. I saw that. Boy, the the men's team isn't really highly thought of this year, are they? No. Interesting. The uh Jayhawks number one, almost uh consensus. Were they that was it really that close? Wow. I mean, it looked like it, yeah. Oh, and you know what I did want to mention? The OU volleyball team does have a doubleheader this weekend. Essentially. They play Thursday and Friday night. So you get the uh, Kansas State Wildcats coming to town on Thursday, and then they'll play again on Friday. Both matches are at 6 o'clock. So wow, they were almost unanimous. 46 first-place votes AP. Wow. There were 11 for Duke, 3 for Purdue, 1 for Michigan State, 2 for UConn. Coaches pulled 23 Kansas, 5 first-place votes Purdue, 3 uh, Duke, 1 UConn. So there you go. As someone who has not even peeped anything college basketball related, does that look about right to you? I don't know. Okay. I mean, Purdue obviously has Edie back. They're going to be really good again. Uh, Michigan State closed last season really strong, and people are high on them. 
Uh, Duke is Duke. Kansas is Kansas. Marquette five. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, who does Kansas have back? They signed that. Uh, they brought the kid from Michigan in. That's right. Yeah. Hunter Dickinson. Thank you. Yeah. They paid for him. Um, he did. He got a million dollars, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, big story number four. Number four. Oh. Notice TJ Perry's walking around, a little smile, a little pep in his step today. Have you He's, caught that too? Seems to be a happy guy today. Seems to be a pretty, pretty happy dude walking around here because the Texas Rangers are absolutely housing the Houston Astros. A drive to deep left. See you later. Over the Crawford boxes. Jonah Heim provides that first extra base hit. His first career postseason home run to give Texas a 5-1 to one lead. And I hope it didn't sound like that on their radio what broadcast. What in the world? This is like a Fox Sports radio thing. The like, way they're taping it, they have to have got it cranked up way too high. Everything right? is over-modulated like crazy. Yeah, what uh, – I don't know. We need to call somebody over there. You need me to get with the people? Big Mike is his name, and I'm not even kidding. That's the guy in charge of the audio, Big Mike. Does he uh, – does he sleep while everyone else is working? It sure does seem like it, Big Mike. <laughs> Five to four, the final. The Rangers won. They're up two games to none. Uh, they'll head to Houston on Wednesday for game three of that series. It's finally, well, back in prime time. Seven o'clock Wednesday night on Fox Sports 1. And, and man, Philly started off like a ball of fire last night in game one of the National League Championship Series. Here's Bryce Harper, the birthday boy. And he swings and lifts it high and deep. And happy birthday, pal! <laughs> Harper with a monster drive deep into right center. It's 2-0 Phillies. Phillies would go on to win it (laughs) (laughs) 5-3. Best part of that call. If they did, like, uh, with their hair on fire to start that game, it was crazy. First pitch swinging, right? Yeah, Schwarber and Harper, I think, both hit it on the first pitch. Yeah, that was not going to lie. I I don't really have uh, a rooting interest per se. I think Phillies Rangers – from a viewership standpoint, interests me the most. But, uh, man, Citizens Bank was rocking. It was. So, game two of that series is tonight at 7 o'clock on TBS. Big story number three. Number three. Oh, uh, I was like, what? I don't have the Cowboys on here? Yes, I do. Right here, as a matter of fact, Dak Prescott, big when he needed to be. Good block in the backfield. Prescott left side of the end zone. Brandon Cooks caught it. Touchdown. Cook's calling everybody over to help in the celebration. That's the first Dallas Cowboys touchdown for Brandon Cooks. Not only like the first Dallas Cowboys touchdown, this is the first time I've even remembered he was on their roster. Like, where has that guy been? Brandon Cooks, every single year, is a dude that they talk about. Oh, Brandon Cooks, man, he might get traded. Remember, he was with the Texans for a while and had a great start to his career. And then, yeah, just like the Rams for a little bit. He had uh, he had four catches last night for 36 yards and a touchdown. Well, that's a nice little extra piece if they can figure that out. It's tied for his most catches on the season with the Patriots game. They're not using him like you're supposed to use Brandon Cooks. How is that? Run as far and as fast as you can, and we'll throw it to you. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's averaging like seven, six, eight yards per catch. Supposed to be a deep threat. Oh, and did we mention the defense stepped up late for the Cowboys? Herbert back. Pressure coming again. Throws it out. Intercepted. Gilmore jumped in at the Los Angeles 32. 
and you can credit the pressure for that one. Uh, but the real star last night, of course, was Los Angeles Chargers fan. That, that, uh, the lady wearing the number 10 jersey. <laughs> They're showing this on the Pat McAfee show. I mean, she's just going nuts. She's living every second of it, right? <laughs> I think I'm in love. Yeah, I love her. I love her. She's great. What fun. energy. Very fun. I See, that's the kind of person I need in my life. Match that. That's me watching a Raiders game. It's not good. All right. Um. Oh, a couple of other NFL notes that we had from yesterday. I guess this is good news from Josh McDaniels on Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, there was some concern yesterday. That By the way, did I fail to mention the Cowboys won the game last night? 20-17, to 17, your final. Thank you. All right, so Cowboys won in 2017. You know, there was some concern yesterday that we would, um, you know, there was an internal issue. Um, so we did a bunch of scans yesterday, last night. Um, seems like we've dodged a big bullet uh, in that regard. So... That's good news. Um, you know, we're still doing a couple things this morning, um, and we'll, you know, kind of make sure we do all the right things here as we go forward. But um, the prognosis is a lot better than it might have otherwise been. What? Creak that chair. What is that? I don't know. The, the, the fact that people that are doing press conferences or podcasters or even radio people don't realize that. This thing right here picks up everything that you do. It's mind-boggling to me. It's, can you find the end of that clip again? I want to hear that like what, sound what, one what's more What's going on? Seems like we've dodged a big bullet. Uh, <laughs> it's like they're doing, like, work in the room or something. Dodged a big bullet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we dodged a big bullet, so we don't hey, have to worry about Brian Tighten those screws real quick. Uh, Garrett Wilson's comments, people are making a lot of it. The Jets wide receiver on turf. Yeah, it's tough, man, because I'm, you know, you're out there running, and all of a sudden your your legs ain't in the same place your head is at, you know, and it's kind of, you like, well, what's the difference between the week and and now? And then you look down, and you, and you see the turf. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, we're, everyone's got a plan, and everyone's trying to trying to do what they can with it, and um, you know, I'm figuring it out. I'm trying to stay healthy, and uh, that's all. I'm, I'm gonna leave that there. I, I haven't seen. Your legs aren't where your head is, is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. But, again, I'm not an elite athlete who's ever had to play on that turf. Yeah, basically your feet are getting caught on the turf. Is I that guess the, so. I guess that's his point. Yeah. Uh, we did learn right before kickoff last night that Anthony Richardson is probably done for the year. Man, what a bummer. I'm going to have shoulder surgery. But I didn't I didn't ever see an update last night, Josh. And if I missed it, I, I apologize on Justin Fields. I did see that wild stat that I went digging on, but Fields, if he can't go on Saturday or Sunday against the, the Raiders. Doubtful. Doubtful? Okay. Tyson Badgett would become the 29th different starting quarterback for the Bears since 2000. <laughs> oh, only, my goodness. Only two quarterbacks during this stretch have started every game in a season for the Bears. Well, that's only a little bit more than one quarterback per year. <laughs> I think the Raiders – well, you had a good run with Derek Carr. You had nine years of Derek Carr. So how many coaches and different quarterback combos is that for Chicago? It's got to be a bunch, right? Ooh, let's, I, well, I was looking at it last night um, because I was like, wait a minute. There had to be somebody that made it through a full season, right? 
So what is the secret to being that bad for that long? Some of the quarterbacks on this list are wild too for the Bears. Um, Caleb Haney started four games in two. Caleb Haney started four games for him in 2011. Todd Collins started a game for him in 2010. Are you just picking out the most eclectic names? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for the weirdest because there was one on here was a guy that I oh here he is, Henry Burris in 2002 was a Canadian Football League legend. And I was like none of these players. I was like, man, I hope I hope he gets a chance in the NFL. I want him to play for the Raiders and it was the only NFL start that he ever made. If I say Tyler Thigpen, does that does that bring any memories back Kansas for you? Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think he was one of the quarterbacks on this list. Wasn't he with the Bears for a while? Shane Matthews, Cade McNown, Jim Miller who does NFL NFL radio now and you don't have to wait and ask him if he played in the NFL. He'll just tell you. And I guarantee you that some of these names, if we had some ardent Bears fans, there'd be a couple of them. They're like, well, he wasn't that bad, you know, <laughs> I mean, given the circumstance. You know, I would have swore Mitch Trubisky made it through a season unscathed, but even Trubisky didn't. I mean, he was their starting quarterback for four seasons. In the last three seasons, all right, this, I'm not picking on Bears fans, and I know we got to hustle here. In the last three seasons, okay? Three years, if Tyson Badgett starts on Sunday, that's eight different starting quarterbacks in three seasons. 2021, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles. 2022, Justin Fields, Trevor Simeon, Nathan Peterson, our Peterman, and then Justin Fields. Insane. Oh, which gets us to big story number two. Number two. Guys, I don't know what to make of this. Uh, I haven't seen much about it, but there is another NIL hearing going on today. For me personally, I'm a big fan of having the NIL conversations during the offseason where we you know, might learn a little bit more about all right, what, what's going to be done, what can be done. But today, during the NIL hearing, Senator Cory Booker introduced – well, hold on. Let me go back through this. The whole point about today was that we were going to hear from Charlie Baker, the president of the NCAA. Right. And he was going to answer questions. Apparently, this thing has gone absolutely off the rails. In what In what way? According to Ross Dellinger, things that have been discussed so far in the NIL hearing, targeting the Middle East, transgender athletes, Deion Sanders, and the 1990 Stanford-Notre Dame game. Oh, my goodness. Y'all wonder why we can't get anything done. Are we ever going to get any resolution on these gambling players? I don't, I don't think so either. Absolutely, absolutely none. Ole Miss Collective Director Walker Jones acknowledged that collectives were at first, quote, about writing a check for the athlete and to the athlete, But collectives have evolved into protecting the well-being of athletes. The perception of collectives are outdated, Jones says. Yes, uh, I see your hand raised back of the class, please. They've been around for two years. (laughs) They've they've been around for two years. Ah, this is outdated. Oh, you're an outdated way of thinking about it. What? Outdated? You're saying, well, we used to write checks for people. That was like weeks ago. I mean, now we care about. 
Have you guys heard about what's going on in the Middle East? <sighs> well, that's what Charlie Baker made anti-Israeli comments. Oh, my goodness. Um, to several student groups across the country. And so Baker said that any unprovoked attacks on innocent people should be condemned. <laughs> Great, because this is what we need from the NCAA president. Oh, which gets us to big story number one. That's my key. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, listen, we got to hustle. Brent Venables is coming up in six minutes. So when we come back, let's hear from Gus Malzahn. We've got the captains for Sunday's game all coming up right here on the Home of Sooner fans. All right, uh, Gus Malzahn was asked about his – History with Brent Venables. Yeah, when I was at Tulsa, I guess, and uh, oh, and and with Oklahoma. Yeah, when I was at Tulsa, I guess, in uh, 2007, we played Oklahoma at Tulsa, and Venables was the defense coordinator. Um, you know, I got family in Tulsa. I went to first and second grade in Tulsa. My mom's family's all from there. Grew up, you know, probably going to a game a year, watching OU play back in the day. So very familiar. My stepdad is. Uh, he was a big. Uh, Boomer Sooner fan. He's from Oklahoma City, so I dealt with that growing up. Uh, but I know a lot about it. I've been there never as opposing coach, but as a spectator, took some of my high school players to recruiting. Matter of fact, Rhett last I took Rhett to a recruiting uh, visit one time in Oklahoma. So always impressed with their uh, uh, atmosphere and everything that goes with it, their tradition. So it's good to, to be a head coach on the opposing sideline. There you go. All right, we uh, we got more Brent Venables coming up. In fact, let's head over to the University of Oklahoma, where for the first time in two weeks, we're going to hear from BV. Now, he did the post-practice presser and at his coach's show last night, which is available right now on the Sooner Sports Podcast. But it is time for the Brent Venables press conference right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Stick around.